This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I'm really excited. We got Alec Lace. He's the uh, host of the number one Apple iTunes podcast, First Class Fatherhood. And uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Nate, thanks for having me on board today. It's an honor to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I always love asking this question. So the name of the podcast, Championship Leadership. What do you think of or what comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you, when you hear that? Uh, it usually goes to the self. I think all leadership starts with yourself and, uh, you know, being able to lead yourself first and lead yourself, um, you know, in your actions, in your thoughts, uh, in your uh, production. So I think leadership, you know, to me, it really starts with uh, leading yourself and, and becoming that example that you want others to follow or to see. Yeah, and when we uh, when you're talking about as a father, obviously that is uh, extremely important when it comes to our kids. So, t- tell me a little bit more about like how did how did first class fatherhood come all about? Like a little bit more about your story and 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 where this where this uh, this came from for you. Yeah, absolutely, Nate. And you know, it, it's I mean, the podcast itself started because my two I have four children. My two older ones wanted to start a YouTube channel. Okay. About a about a year and a half ago, and um, I, I didn't really know too much about it. I never had any social media accounts or nothing like that. So, um, I was trying to tell them that if you're going to do this, you got to put some work into it. It's not just turning on a phone and fooling around. So, yeah. I was trying to, you know, study how to do that, and that's when I discovered podcasts because I didn't know what a podcast was, and I saw that it was audio only, and I said, well, this got to be a little bit easier. And I said, let me try to get something going so they could see me putting the work in and the effort into building a podcast and something like a YouTube channel, which I'm not on YouTube. I mean, I just started uploading content on there now, but I focused mainly on the podcast and I used this idea that was already bothering me and a message that I really wanted to put out there about fatherhood just because I drive Uber on the weekends and so many young men 
have this negative outlook on what fatherhood and, and family is really all about. So I kind of wanted to set that record straight and change the narrative on what the, you know, fatherhood is really all about. So that was kind of the genesis of where it began. Yeah, that's incredible. And, uh, and, and it, and, and you, your comedy episodes are you in? So this was just not that long ago. Oh, uh, I just put out 272 yesterday. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. So yeah, we'll talk about that. You know, so it's, we, we are always communicating a message, right? Especially as leaders, especially as parents, you know, uh, husbands or spouses, business leaders, wh whatever arena you're in and you have people watching you or following you, like we're always communicating a message. It's not always, it's not, it's almost always more what you're not saying and what you're doing versus what the words that are coming out of our mouth. Right. So I love that you just sort of like, Hey, children, you want to start this uh, YouTube channel? Well, there's some work that needs to be done. And then, and then that blossoms into you being like, well, let's lead by example. Is that something that was important to you? Or is that something that was modeled to you uh, growing up? Cause I don't think that's uh, necessarily natural for a lot of leaders out there to do that. No, and that, that's not that's not really the way I've led my entire life. Uh, far from it, you know. It, it took a lot of uh, disaster, failure, and uh, you know, just a lot of life circumstances to come around to that point. Uh, you know, I grew up with a totally different philosophy. I had a different outlook on life myself, where it was uh, all about for me taking advantage of people and hustling and conning people, and uh, I had a, a different uh, mindset where the only way to really get ahead was to get over. Mm -hmm. And it led me down a lot of, you know, dark paths, a lot of trouble in my life and, uh, you know, disaster eventually. So um, it, it, it didn't just happen overnight. This is something that I've had to actually put the work in on and work on myself. And I'm still a work in progress. And I'm just dedicated to the, you know, uh, uh, to the to the system right now that's working, to the mindset and the philosophy that's helping me right now achieve better results. So. So what was, what was that shift for you? What, what made the shift or what started to make the shift from getting over on people to really like being the example for people? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's any one thing, Nate. I think it just happens to be, you know, a, a compiling of different things. I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic, uh, recovering addict. Uh, I was a big time gambler. Um, you know, just always, um, always had side jobs where I was hustling and everything. I mean, my father was a used car salesman over in the Bronx. I kind of grew up with that. Uh, mindset of the salesman and, the, and, yeah. and trying to, you know, trying to manipulate people and always trying to get over on them. And it led me down, you know, to that path of, you know, follow drinking and, and smoking and drugs. And it was just uh, more of a lifestyle I couldn't wait to get into, to be honest with you. I, I really, that's all I really wanted to be was a, was a hustler and a con man. And, that, and that's what I became. And it took a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of changes in my life. I mean, I got a DWI when I was 19 before I was even legally old enough to drink. And, and just different things that happened over the course of my life. And I started to, you know, have some serious thoughts at some point that I need to make some changes here. That especially because I was, a, you know, a husband, I became a father. And I was really taking some serious looks at who I've become and where I was going. And I really wanted to make some changes. And that's where it kind of started. I started to ask some questions and seek. And then I started to find some answers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's important that, that we do take the lessons, the lumps that we've had along the way and to uh, help shape and mold who we become, hopefully for the better. And uh, so it's good to hear that, that that's part of your journey, your process as well. Talk to me a little bit more about your podcast because it seems like, uh, I mean, you know, you look through the list of the guests, there's a lot of recognizable 
well-known uh, names of other fathers, celebrities, athletes, actors. Like, I imagine it didn't just happen over to overnight where, hey, I'm going to start this podcast. And I'm going to get Tom Brady to come on on my show. Like, how did how did that process happen for you? And and I'm starting to uh, see how it happened. You know, just from your background of being a, a hustler, not afraid. Uh, to work, not afraid to probably have conversations and, and go out and, and create what you have created. But yeah, t talk to us about how you really went from starting a podcast, knowing, knowing who you are and where you, where you're coming from to uh, in a short period of time, really some of the success that you've had inside of that. Yeah. And, and I'll get to that in a second here, but you just mentioned with Tom Brady, that, that's the turnaround actually of how drastic it's been because when I was 20, I got a lifetime ban from giant stadium and then, turn the clock forward and there I, and yeah, then you turn to fast forward the clock a little bit. And then there I am on the field at the Super Bowl interviewing the greatest player to ever play the game. So that's the Easy. type of turnaround that this was. And yeah. really um, it, just in terms of the podcast, it's really, you know, people ask me all the time, like how the hell are you getting all these guests on your show? Cause I'm a railroad mechanic. I have zero um, communication or media experience whatsoever. And so they, that's always the number one question that I get is how do you get these people on the show? And the truth is the major thing that I have done is gotten myself into the mindset of believing that they will come on to my podcast. Like I don't have a shadow of a doubt in my mind why these people would want to call me because if I did, they wouldn't be calling me. Right. Uh, I think you really have to believe it and, and truly believe it, not just be faking it till you make it, but you really got to believe in what you're doing. And I really believe in the message and I really had no doubt that these people would want to uh, call me on the phone and talk about it. So that's what kind of what led to the, um, you know, to a lot of the guests coming on. I mean, one of the very first ones that helped a lot was Dean Kane. When I had him on, I think it was episode, it's in the back there, episode 47. And I so saw I was 47 episodes in when I had Dean Kane on. And when he came on the show, he really enjoyed the experience, the conversation. He liked the philosophy of the show. And so he blasted it out on his social media, on his Twitter and his Instagram. And that helped get the ball rolling a little bit. And then you kind of build from each guest that you get and each one makes yeah. it a little easier to get another guest. And that's really how it works as far as I could see anyway. And now, yeah. I mean, I just, I just had a phone call yesterday with uh, Dana White, the UFC uh, president. So I'm going to be putting that episode out on Friday, but it's, it's guys like that that I've had the honor to speak with now, uh, especially the men and women, you know, well, men of the, uh, of our military, a lot of the Navy SEALs, which obviously I do every week. I do a Frogman Friday episode where I bring on a Navy SEAL and those are the, the, the best conversations that I have because I really admire their mindset. And it's a lot of the, the books of the seals that I've read that really started the mind shift in my own self. So I really love when I get a chance to speak to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had the honor of, uh, of bringing a few uh, Navy seals on myself and I'm a military guy. So uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And uh, uh, that's incredible. That's, that's really awesome. And I love the mindset cause I'm all about mindset. Um, just just ran 100 miles this past year and wrote a book called The 100 Mile Mindset. So I definitely resonate with that and just that belief in yourself and who you are and why wouldn't, you know, we're all people, right? We all put our uh, pants on the same way. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's incredible to hear. And I think it's really important for other people to hear as well, just that message that there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do that. Who are some people in your life, you know, when I think of a championship level leader, like Bill Belichick comes to mind, Nick Saban, you know, I'm a football guy. So these, these leaders that, that have won and won consistently at a high level, but, but just knowing also the backstory of like, 
it wasn't always that way for them either. And, and so maybe who are, are some of the people directly, indirectly that, that were really those, those level of leaders for you kind of paved the path for you um, that you learn from, that you look up to uh, in your life that have really impacted where you're at today? Yeah. Well, and first of all, thank you for your service, Nate, too. Um, and a, a lot of it, a lot of it for me, really the big shift for myself all began with reading and reading is what something that I started to fall in love with where I was somebody that never read a book other than maybe one or two books during my uh, school days that I kind of, you know, didn't really pay attention to, but I never actually read a book in, until I started this journey. And once I started reading, I really fell in love with it. And then uh, I'm a ferocious reader. Like now I read at least a book every week. Uh, usually I read the book and then if the book is available on audio, I, I listen to it again just to, to kind of get the double imprint. But a lot of the guys that, that I started to read were like James Allen, Napoleon Hill, um, yeah. uh, Dale Carnegie. I mean, all these guys that I started to read really started to shape and change my whole belief system and my whole mindset. So a lot of it came from those guys, you know, and then starting to, uh, you know, listen to and read more personal development. Um, and, and that's really what, what led to the path of a lot of the changes. You know, I put, you know, guys like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, yeah. uh, Les Brown. I mean, just all these guys, a collection of just constantly reading all of their material really helps to uh, help shape my philosophy. And I realized that I had my thinking pattern all wrong. I mean, I'm a faith-based person as well. Uh, I, I read, you know, a, a lot of the Bible and I take a lot of the, uh, a lot of the influence comes out of there as well. I mean, that's where I use this entire uh, philosophy. I think, I mean, you know, I'm very amateur when it comes to the scripture stuff, but it's, uh, you know, whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. So I've kind of applied that technique to what I'm doing here and the results have been astounding. And once you start to see the results, uh, you never, you know, travel back to that old way of thinking anymore. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. I mean, you named some of the, like the Mount Rushmore's of, uh, of personal development, right? Uh, some of the some of the bigs the, the greats but I, what I love and then of course um, you know the Bible and, and Christ uh, there's no one greater than that so what's um it, it's just the fact that you did, not only do you read until you listen but you actually implement and apply into your life and uh, how important that is because a lot of people consume information a lot of people go to seminars and, and take notes and they read books and then they kind of put it up on the shelf and, and never visit it again. And so, yeah, what the, just the importance of, of, of not only investing in yourself, but then going out and putting it into play. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a faith without works is dead. Right. You know, and yeah. everybody likes affirmations, but affirmations not followed by action and discipline is the beginning of delusion. So um, it's, it's just really, you know, you do have to apply what you're reading and, um, and what you're learning and, and it will actually make the changes in your life. I mean, I know, uh, like I said, one of the Navy SEALs that I've interviewed on the show, Tom Shea wrote a book called uh, Unbreakable and he talks in there all about the inner dialogue, your inner conversations that you have that are taking place in everybody's mind that are nonstop 24 seven. And it's those that if you can shape and change the inner conversations in your mind, you can change the outer circumstances of your world. And when you actually put that to the test you will see the results. And, um, and, and that's why it becomes like uh, almost addictive uh, when you start doing it. I'm a, I have an addictive personality to start with. So uh, better to be this way uh, than the way that I was. And, right. and, um, and you see when you start to, and I think as I said, like if you want to be successful, study success. And if you start yeah. to study these successful people and see what they're doing, 
I mean, there's a formula and, and a blueprint that they leave behind. And you, if you just mimic it or pick up a few of the things that they're doing, you slowly start to see results and, and, and they definitely change. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it really is that easy, but it's not easy, right? I mean, it's it takes commitment and consistency, which I hear you you saying is just this, this uh, not you know, put it in, in, into practice, but being committed to it and having, I guess, again, it comes back to that belief, that faith, uh, that it will, that it will work out in what you're doing in the path that you're on. Um, talk to me a little bit about vision, you know, championship leadership leaders, they have this incredible vision. And a lot of times it's the vision that everyone else looks at and they're like, are you cra- You're crazy. Like, what do you, and it's, it's something that they can't see, but that's why they're the great leaders because they see things that others can't and they have that belief in it. And they're like, no, this is where we're going. Like, this is why we're doing it. And they get, they get everybody on board and uh, they, they rally the troops, right? And then, and then they go make it happen. What's, what's, what's that vision for you? Yeah, well, that's what it is. If you could see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. I mean, that's just it. I mean, everything that's here at one point was only somebody's, uh, you know, in somebody's imagination, somebody's thoughts. I mean, that's really where it all generates from. And, and a lot of people have that mentality. I was one of these people that had the mentality of, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, that's the way I always was. I was always that guy, like, you ain't gonna fool me. I'll believe it when I see it. And I used to have that mentality. And then I realized that it's once you believe it, then you'll see it. And then yeah. when I started to change that around, that's when all a lot of the stuff started to change for me. Like when you start changing the way you look at things, all the things you look at start to change. Yeah. Yeah. What are, uh, if you could share with us, share with the listeners here, what are one or two, I'll call them turning points or like critical moments in your life where, you know, had you not made the decision to go maybe right when everybody else is going left, right? Kind of the safe play or the, the way that everybody else would want you to go. Um, had you decided to take that path versus the less traveled path, right? Um, this book called the road less traveled. If, if you were, you know, championship level leaders, you take that, that, that road less traveled and it, it has you exactly where you are today. But had you not in, in, in one or two of these critical moments, could you share with us? Because we all have them, right? You know, whether it's uh, you know, rock bottom for us and we don't know what to do um, and just having the courage in that critical moment to take the, make the decision that has you where you are today, um, you know, are there one or two that you could share with us and with the listeners? Yeah, it's tough to kind of say, Nate, because if I did, because I, I've made a lot of the mistakes that have actually, if I didn't make them, I don't think I would be who I am today. So without mm-hmm. making these crucial errors, um, and I've made some very bad choices in my life. And I, I think one thing that impacted me, I mean, my parents both passed away four months apart uh, before I met my wife and even started having children. And those were obviously moments that really impacted me where, um, you know, they started to shape a lot of different things and a lot. And at the time, a lot of different mistakes that I was making. Um, but I think just the, making the decision to get sober and stay sober and finally submit or however you want to call it, just kind of give yeah. up this idea of battling with drugs and alcohol, I think was the biggest thing that's ever happened in my life. I mean, I was struggling with oxycodone, uh, smoking in, you know, a half an ounce of weed every week. I mean, I was drinking a quarter of vodka every day. I mean, I was really hitting it hard. And I, if I didn't make a change somewhere, I mean, my father passed away of cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, it's, it's just the results of alcohol and usage in my family has been devastating. And that's the path that I was definitely headed on. So if I didn't make a change there, uh, you know, something would have drastically, um, come to an end for me, especially I was uh, driving what, you know, I I definitely would have ended up in jail. 
uh, dead, all the usuals that, that people right. say. If you don't straighten out, that's where you're headed. I mean, that's uh, I mean, the cemetery is full of people that didn't make those changes. So um, it was really just one of those. Uh, I don't know if there was any one moment where it, it happened, but it was just over a course of just getting constantly beat down. It was like, all right, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked here, and I got I got to make some serious changes in my life, you know. And um, and then there was a big, uh, you know, another disastrous point there where a childhood friend of mine, my, my, my longest friend that I've ever had, I was the godfather of one of his child, uh, children. He's the godfather of one of mine. And, you know, he committed suicide. And um, I had been, all, you know, been on the wagon for a while there when that happened. And I fell off and it was hard for me to get back on. And it was just uh, another one of those moments that were really um, uh, troubling in my life to kind of try to um, process and get through. So uh, th those are definitely, uh, you know, some of the moments that have, you know, added up over the years. Yeah. And how long has it been um, since you made the decision to finally, like, just leave all that behind? Yeah, it, it almost coincides with when I started the podcast. I'm about, okay. a, you know, a, a year and a half uh, sober just about now. So um, I, I'm not a guy that counts days. I don't yeah, – yeah. uh, get involved in all that. I'm not an AA person. Not that I don't believe in it. I know the program is, is fantastic. Uh, I know many people that have benefited from it. It's yeah. just, um, it's not my way of doing it. Uh, you know, my way of living, but, um, you know, I believe in a lot of the principles of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, a friend similar to you where, uh, they were able to, to, to beat some addictions uh, without it. And then I got a few that are very involved in it. So yeah, it's uh, kind of really, I think depends on the person, but yeah. And going back to what you said about vision there, Nate, it's, it's the hardest part of it really is uh, it. Can you vision yourself as a non-smoker, as a non-drinker, as a non-user? And that's really where, like, if you can't get that image in your head, then you're fighting you're just battling against the wall because you have no way to make any progress. If you still see yourself as a drinker, you're going to be one, you know? So it's, it's changing yeah. that vision of who you believe yourself to be, or who you think you are, when you can change that, uh, and it, you literally will become somebody else. Yeah. Well, what is your vision for first class fatherhood? Like, what do you really want to accomplish uh, through what you're doing? Uh, right now, I want to continue to grow the audience. Uh, it's growing at a, you know, a, a fast rate right now. So I want to keep expanding it out there. Eventually, you know, probably do some more live uh, video interviews, some on-site uh, interviews, and just, uh, you know, grow it as big as I can. I plan on, you know, writing a book to follow up with the interviews that I've done in the first year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, and do some more speaking engagements. I'll be speaking um, in February at the Dad 2.0 Summit in Washington, D.C. as a, one of the yeah. keynote speakers there for that. Uh, so just really kind of taking some of these offers uh, as they come and, and continuing to hone my craft, uh, continue to develop myself you know, into what I'm doing here. It's, it's all still very new to me. Yeah. Uh, so just continue to learn, grow, change, develop, and, uh, and see, you know, uh, where, how big I can take it, you know, continue to think big with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, <clears throat> let's, uh, as we start to wrap up here, like what, what are one or two things that you could provide to the audience? And uh, you know, I, I think our, my audience is, is, is a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of men and women, uh, successful business owners, but they, they want to grow. They want to get a little bit better in life as a leader, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, as a um, spouse. Right. And yeah, they're just always looking to get a little bit better in life. So what are one or two things that you could take and give them that they could then go and, and put into play for them for their lives? 
Yeah, I would just say, to, you know, to read, you know, that's the biggest thing is to educate yourself. And that's what's happened to me. It's been the biggest change in my life is just the, the ability to read and gain knowledge. Because, uh, you know, I think it was said, like, uh, you know, formal education can make you a living. Uh, Self-education can make you a fortune. And it's just a matter of, you know, there's people out there who have done all this stuff before. So uh, look to them, read their stories. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And it's really, it's just... Uh, have faith. You have to be, you have to believe in what you're doing and, and create this vision for yourself and hold true to it, even despite all the things in your world or all your senses that'll deny what it is that you're trying to do. You have to remain faithful to it because you're going to be put to the test. It's almost like the minute you, um, you know, the minute you start a new garden, the weeds already start to come in to try to overtake it, and that's what happens when you have a new idea or a fresh vision. All of a sudden, all these circumstances start to come in. People doubting you. Things will happen to make you question it. And if it'll really test how strong you are in your faith. So just remain faithful to the vision that you have and, uh, and don't take no for an answer, you know? Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, I mean, and also like what I hear for you, what I'm learning from you is just, um, man, if there's something out there that you want to do, like go do it and have that belief in yourself. Like if you want to start the podcast, I know lots of people they think about starting the podcast. They think about writing the book, but they never quite go and do it. And I mean, just to see where you've come, you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go all in. There's no reason I can't get Tom Brady, uh, Deion Sanders, Rob O'Neill, all, all those people, Ed Milet, all these people that we recognize and know, and, and you've gone out and done it. It's just a testament that like, I had this with a, with a client today. She was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, how do you know that you can do it? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, because I do it because so-and-so does it. Like if someone else can do it, like then you can do it too. Right. And uh, so that's, that's what I'm getting from you here today. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what happened. Like the first guy that broke like the five minute mile or whatever it was, all these things that everyone yeah. thinks is impossible until somebody, then once that one guy did it, the next year, like 10 people did it, then that's 20 right. people did it. And it's just right. because once you believe it can be done and that's all you have to do. That's why I say, look for people that have been successful because if they can do it, you can do it. And it, it's the same thing with this podcast. If, if I can do this, then certainly anybody can do it. Cause I didn't even know what a podcast was a year and a half ago, <laughs> yeah, you right. know? So just get out there and get after it really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. And uh, what, yeah, just let us know the listeners, you know, how, how can they find out more about you, your podcast, what you got going on? Yeah, I'm everywhere, you know, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you can listen to podcasts, basically, uh, you'll find First Class Fatherhood. You can visit me on firstclassfatherhood.com. I'm on Instagram, uh, at Alec Lace and at First Class Fatherhood. So uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. If you Google First Class Fatherhood, I'll show up somewhere in the uh, results there. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll get everything tagged up in the show notes as well. And so, Alec, I just really appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to, to be here with me today and to be here with us on, on championship leadership. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, Nate, for having me. It was an honor. You bet. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. 
from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a Okay.